Welcome to the Trinity Force Podcast. Our sponsor is Moxie and Zen. If you head over to moxieandzen.com slash tforce and use the code tforce, you can get 20% off of your order on premium, high quality, and inexpensive boxers. They're made from bamboo to help wick away the sweat, which leaves you feeling fresh. Also, make sure to check out our Patreon, where we have a multitude of different perks. Anyone that signs up for the $5 tier will receive first dibs on any and all tournaments that we host. We'll send out an early access email so you can be at the front of the line to sign up and get onto the rift. The $10 tier will grant you access to special interviews or podcasts that we do. Additionally, $10 will grant you one replay review per month from the podcaster of your choice. Just download the replay file and send it to us via email or private Discord message. With the replay review, you'll get the insight and expertise that the podcasters bring, which will help you optimize each phase of the game. The $15 tier will unlock one live coaching session per month from the podcaster of your choice. Let us know who you'd like to talk to, and we'll set up a way for you to stream your game to them as a member of the podcast walks you through your game. And finally, the $50 tier We'll grant you a one-time guest spot on the podcast where you will be able to give your input on the show agenda and be live on the podcast with the rest of the Trinity Force crew. The money that we collect from Patreon not only helps keep the lights on, but helps to pay for better equipment and promotional materials. If you have any questions for the crew, shoot us an email at qu- uh, questions at trinityforcepodcast.com. You can also head over to our website, www.trinityforcenetwork.com. There you can find a link for our Discord, old episodes, and other Trinity Force Network podcasts. You can also visit our subreddit, r slash tforce network, our Twitter, at tforce network, our YouTube page, youtube.com slash c slash trinity force podcast, or on Twitch at twitch.tv slash tforce podcast, where we're regularly streaming tournaments, community game nights, other league games the podcasters are playing, and even other games occasionally. Finally, on Tuesday nights, make sure to join us in our Discord at 7.15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where we will be playing and often streaming on Twitch, Community Game Night, for some fun pre-made games and in-house custom matches. Welcome to the Trinity Force Podcast. Yo, it's that Triforce cast beaming straight to your home. Grab a beer so we know Pony ain't drinking alone. Send an email, a quick tweet, just pick up the phone. Leave a message, hit the beep if you're a creep, watch your tone. Discuss the meta game, patch notes, whatever helps your stats most. Obi Pone Kenobi is your last hope to snatch gold. So grab your headphones and join in the fun. We'll try and force in some jokes and some cringeworthy puns. Yo, we can make it together, people. Trinity Force Podcast. This voice is second to none. Now that's the end of the intro. It's time we've begun.
Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 833 of the Trinity Force Podcast. It's been a couple weeks since we've been on the air. We had to delay uh, a couple times this episode. Um, once because of some staff absences, and then another time we pushed it back post-holidays uh, as well. Um, I am mostly feeling better. My voice is a little off, but it would have been a lot worse had we done this last week. I sounded like uh, death came for me and just missed the target. Um, but I wasn't super uh, I wasn't super ill. That's just how I sounded. So, yeah. Um, this is our first podcast, though, of the new year. I'm excited to be back. Are you guys excited for this one? Oh yeah. Yeah, happy New Year's, boys. <laughs> cool. Cool, cool. So, um, John, I haven't talked to you on the podcast since last year. How the hell are you? Doing most excellent, Eric. I'm busy as usual, getting back to the grind at work. Um, playing a little bit of league. But um, been doing good. Nice. It does work get busier for you now that the holidays are all over. Do people start having like dental and surgery and other appointments come up, or is it still going to be another? Or does that not really happen? I feel like, uh, yeah, I feel like it definitely is pretty busy after the new year. Um, I feel like right before the holidays and then after holidays seem as busy usually. Sure. Because they just stop popping up. Yeah. And if something happens during the holidays, someone they're just like, okay, I'll tough it out till I get back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yep, just easing your way back into league since we're having the season reset in a few days. No need to grind hard for anything. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I've just been playing cool. like um, just normal games with Inflex with some of my friends and a couple ARAMs here and there. Sure. Did you reach what you wanted to in ranked, whether that's actual, like, did you, whether that's your uh, a rank or in progression, like, did you get, did you improve on the things that you wanted to? Was this a successful ranked split for you? Uh, I feel like I didn't get too much better. Um, I feel like I just didn't play a whole lot this split because I was just been very busy with with work and stuff, mm -hmm. but um, I don't know. I feel like I didn't get worse, so that's always a plus. As long as you're not getting worse, you're still staying near the top, given where you were already, ladder-wise. Yeah, so. and I feel like I mean, I feel like I've been playing decent, decently well, too, so just always yeah. trying to improve. But also have fun yeah, with I mean, the game. You're, you're definitely a you're definitely a model of consistency in the games that I play with you. Thank you, Eric. S a solid O and ten every game. Yeah, I'm <laughs> consistent in that one thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ugh, I'm just kidding. Oh, I know. Okay, okay cool. But cool. Have you been cool. playing much, Eric? Um. Yeah. Since I got back, I have. I was in Georgia visiting family for a few days. Uh, 
for Christmas, so I didn't bring my, I didn't even bring my laptop with me. Um, uh, so I didn't play at all during then. And then when I I got sick, starting on uh, December twenty sixth, and felt awful for like five days, basically like four days. Damn. I was, yeah, it was bad. Like my throat ended up getting shot because I had a rough cough. Um, and I'm still coughing up a little bit of gunk in my lungs, but not much. But uh, I didn't, okay, thankfully I had no stomach issues because that would have made it way worse. I also didn't really have any brain fog, which was really nice. Even when I took ibuprofen, like that wasn't an issue. I was very tired. I slept about 12 to 13 hours uh, every day night into the afternoon for like four days in a row um so i slept a fuckload and then i had even though i barely had a fever i was like at 99 which that's some for some people that's a fever for some that's not for me that was like one degree yeah i had the worst chills of my goddamn life and that was unbelievable yeah i was i was under like at one point i was under two blankets i had on uh, underwear, two pairs of socks, and like uh, three pairs of pants, and had a long sleeve and two hoodies on, and I was still shivering. And it was like 70 degrees in the house I was oh in, so it wasn't God, cold, dude. and I was shivering. And then I like went to bed with all of that, and then obvi- while I was asleep, it shifted from being cold to hot, and I sweat clean through all those layers and the sheets and the blanket I was under in the bed onto the mattress, like... Just a puddle when I woke up. <laughs> That's wild. Good God. Aaron. Yeah. I know. It was fucking crazy. I was drinking a shitload of water, and my pee was still pretty dark yellow for like four days, too. It was My system was just going through it. It wasn't COVID. I took a test. So it was just some nasty bug. But, yeah. It was, it was rough. But I feel better well, I'm now. Going out. Glad so you're doing good. better. Yeah, it's never fun. Yeah, but in and around when I came back, um, I have played some. I played a decent amount of league. I've played a few games of ranked, like solo queue, but I don't really bother with that once I hit Emerald. Um, just because my MMR in that is, I've talked about it before. It's so much lower in uh, solo queue than it is in norms, in ARAMs, and in flex. So. The game is just entirely different, uh, and I my playstyle doesn't lend itself as well to lower MMR playstyle sometimes. Plus, it's just for whatever reason solo. I mean, it's not for whatever reason. Solo queue is a cesspool, so I just don't enjoy the the flame and everything that happens there. Whereas if you just keep your it's if you were to like mute everything and players are playing more comfortably, that's what flex is. So I just run solo into flex and treat that like solo queue. Yeah. But I'm not playing flex anymore until the season resets because I hit diamond, so I'm not going to risk getting demoted. That's so. fair. Yep. I was wondering how many games it would take for me to demote because I lost two in a row. <laughs> yeah, I, I, was, I, I was don't scared. even want to... I'm not even going to fucking test it. Yeah. I'm not even going to test yeah, it. Yeah, I was like... uh. Maybe two, two losing two is enough there. Because I had already played, like, three. So that was my third game. Yep. So I was like, all right, whatever. I'll just stop here. Yeah. And let me see. How many games did it actually take me to reach uh, Diamond again? It took me 63 games to get back up and flex. So that's pretty fast. 
It is. I'm happy, especially when I started like one and eleven in flex. It was rough at the start, but we're all good now. Yeah, it all levels out with with the bigger sample size. Yep. And I'm finishing with a 44% win rate. In Solo you have a 43% win rate, so they don't look good. Oh well, though. Hey, that's okay. We, we all still yep. love you. That's true. <laughs> Everyone must love we me. We do? What? <laughs> Wait, what? Is that what I said? <laughs> <sighs> okay, Colin, how are you doing, man? Uh, I'm doing good. Holidays were nice. Not didn't have too much time off work, but I enjoyed it nonetheless. And a little sad to be going back to the full five days a week, but you know that's how it always is with the holidays. Uh, but yeah, yeah. great time with the family and friends. So it was nice. Uh, league, nice. league-wise for me, haven't been playing too much. I'm really just waiting for the for the next split get the new season new map get the items hopefully have a better time <laughs> um so was this a successful split it, for you in whatever way you were approaching it uh, it was successful um my goal was to well last season or last split this year i made it to platinum one and my goal for this one was to make it the d4 and they ended up making it to i think i think it was d2 um, but then I dropped back down to Emerald. But I made it there, and that was uh, the whole point. Um, I just couldn't not play my games and go on a losing streak. <laughs> and uh, as I was yeah. mentioning to you both earlier, for the listeners here, I am currently getting an Emerald on minus or minus thirty for a loss and plus thirteen for a win. So thank you, Ride, for changing your MMR system and LP gains in the upcoming season. <laughs> that yes, that is something yeah. that is. Yeah, that's pretty awful. Yeah. Rough. That is awful. But yeah, they are changing the MMR system, so I think we're all excited to see where they to see the changes um, may or may not be successful, but we'll end up seeing that. So in the next podcast, we'll go over what all of the changes are, because um, then we'll have fully released notes by then and probably full numbers as well. So. Yeah, but uh, okay, so this episode, we're talking about the wish list for the new year. So this is things that we want to see for the new year. But before we go into what we want to see for this new year, I have to recap what we what the podcast talked about a year ago and wanted to see in 2023 in League. So um, some of this came true, some of it didn't. So uh Bomo wanted a couple, it was two per person is what we ended up doing last year. So he wanted to remove duo queue and make it solo only. That did not happen. And uh, that's not, that's not going to happen in season 14. Is it guys? Do you know? Uh, it's not going to start off that way. At least uh, I, I'd be surprised that they actually end up doing that. Yeah. I haven't heard anything about that. So that hasn't yes, happened. Um, he also wanted Demotion Series, which hasn't happened, and I ha don't think they have any intention of doing that. They're trying to streamline away from series in general, it seems like, over the last year uh, year or two. So, um, no Demotion Series. Goose wanted changed and ranked LP gains. He wanted more for wins and more for losses, so just higher numbers, basically. And that was accomplished. That is exactly what has happened and will happen that will continue to happen in next year. So that one accomplished. Um, 
He also wanted to heavily improve like the Grievous Wounds system and make it more accessible, make better Grievous Wounds items. Um, we'll see where the new items land, but in 2023, that one was a bust. There were changes to some Grievous Wounds items, you know, different balance things at different times, but there wasn't an overhaul of the system or like a heavy improve of the system. So um, that one did not come to fruition. John, you had a couple too, and neither of these really came true. So your first one was to reduce health stacking and extreme tankiness. That's my summation of what you <laughs> and that didn't happen, and I don't know if it's going to happen with the new items, but it didn't happen in 2023 at all. I don't anticipate that will happen for the, the future. No. No. Uh, you also wanted overall less offense in the game, which I think everyone understands has it's gone the opposite direction, and it's looking like it's going to go even harder the opposite direction. It's going to get even more offense in the next season with some of the items that they're bringing in. So um, that one was also a bust. So we were one for five, or one for six last year in uh, predictions, because I didn't bring any of my own. Um, so that, yeah, Wait, that, that was our prediction. Or like what we want. Those were like those were like wish lists of things that we wanted and then hoped for. So uh, yeah, yeah. one of one of the six of those actually came to fruition. But uh, yeah, and I didn't bring my own last year since we had um, four people on doing it and everything. So, but I do have mine this year. You guys have your own, so I'm going to uh, get some random um, number generator. And minimum of one, maximum of three. Uh, arbitrarily, I'm going to assign John with number three. I'll take two, and Colin is one. And it is number three. So, John, you're going to go first. Uh, okay. Hit us with your first New Year's wish list. Okay. Uh, so, I feel like one thing that would be really cool, and I, I mean, I guess as a preface, I mean, I'd like, I'm really excited about the new uh items for the next season i think that'll be really cool but like more items mm -hmm. i think for different classes that can deal with shields would be something that i would really like to have i mean i think serpent's bang is a lot better than not a lot better but it's definitely better than it used to be i think there were periods where it was not great um Definitely were. It's yeah, been a Shadow lot less Flame, consistently like, good than Shadow Flame, and those yeah. are the only two that touch shields at all. Yeah. So I think just like interesting items that have like a shield breaking component to it, because I think like shield breaking abilities like Blitzcrank and stuff like that are cool. Uh, so just like some some more itemization for that, I guess. It's my first yeah. thing. Um. I don't know. Okay. With this, the second one, um, I think the main thing is just like, I mean, they are doing this kind of already. I think I came up with this one like a little bit earlier, but like hole breaker and I think split pushing right like currently is just like really frustrating to deal with, uh, with like a few champions like Trundle and like. Yon top where you go like Bork Holebreaker, and then like I mean like especially with Trundle like you can literally just PVE and not interact with them and just hit the turret and hit minions 
and I mean, you, you like, and then mid to late game, they have to send like three people or more to deal with you. It's just so if I'm so just to try and put a like a label to this, you want like a you want to reduce the efficacy of split pushing and specifically hull breaker. Yeah. And I guess, like, I definitely think split pushing needs to be in the game, but, like, it shouldn't be, like, you shouldn't have to send your entire team to deal with someone who's, like, 0 and 5 with the least damage in the game, who's just only hitting turrets and not doing anything else. Yeah, that can definitely be frustrating. Sometimes. I mean, it's just like really, un- I don't know, it just is like not a fun way to play the game, I feel like. I mean, that's just my opinion. I mean, it's just... it is it unfun for you to play as that style or play against it is where you're saying it's unfun? I feel like it's both. I feel like it's both for me. Like, I don't know, like when I play League, I don't want to just sit there and hit like not interact really very much with other characters in the game and just hit turrets only pretty much in minions the entire game. Like that's not the aspect of the game I enjoy. Like I like skirmishing. Sure. Stuff um, and yeah, I mean, so, I don't know. so I, I have, I have a couple of thoughts on that one. I think, uh, I don't know. I didn't really have any thoughts on the first one of yours. I think it's a great idea. Um, but second one here. So I love playing that style. I also can enjoy hey, playing your, your Scion enjoy. stuff. I enjoy playing Scion and other things with Hullbreaker, playing Fiora or I don't know, like just anything else that's like, I, I find fun in split pushing. I understand that it can be frustrating to play against because it does fundamentally warp how that game, uh, happens. Um, I think also there's something to be said for like people who play split pushers or play champions in split push style, but don't build Hullbreaker versus when they do. Um, and then actually go and then actually play towards having Hullbreaker, like in fully embrace the split push and like, style. So, so, and like what I'm talking about yeah. specifically too is like when not like, you know, top laner gets priority, pushes some waves, and then goes to dra- bases and goes to dragon, and then has their TP so they can TP back to top. I'm talking about they literally never leave top lane the for 35 minutes, and then just hit turrets only and hit minions. But I don't know. Even with Scion, it's like you have your ultimate, so it's like. There's some skill in that, but like I feel like I don't know. I think the Trundle one is just especially problematic. I mean, he's just like a. I think. I think worse than Trundle is Yorick. That's yeah, the, that's also that's very the biggest bad. one. Yeah, it's also very bad. But I don't know. I think it should be a viable strat in the game, and I definitely think that it needs to be in the game. But I think that. Currently, it's just very frustrating to play against and like not very interactive to play as. But I mean, I think that it definitely should still be in the game. And like, I mean, there. I just think that it's more interesting gameplay for like your top laner to be having a lead on their top laner can push 
and then go to the, an objective. I mean, like, how many times have you had, like, an enemy Aatrox who's, like, two, two or three and zero or something comes to, like, the second or third dragon and just gets, like, a fucking triple kill or something and then just you can't play the game. The game's over. Like, that, I think, is, like, just good play. But we're sitting I don't know. Inside, just way more just interesting. Way more interesting, I think, gameplay as well than to just never group with your team ever and then just only split. Yeah, I see both sides. I, I see and experience both sides of it. So, I, yeah, it can be really frustrating to deal with. But I think also there's... You can just run down a side lane endlessly, but there's an art to it as well in like having good map awareness and understanding when you do have license to push and when you don't have license to push because they're probably coming for you. And balancing that gives your team, the other four players on the rest of the map, more agency to do more rather than just being a sponge for the rest of the map. Uh, to absorb pressure while you do your own thing, or so that you don't get killed on repeat every 45 to a, seconds to a minute every time you spawn and run down the lane. Um, so there's there's more skill, I think, to it than... There's not mechanic skill. There's just not in it, and I totally get that. But there's macro sense to doing it well. Um, I agree with that, for sure. But it can definitely be very annoying. I don't know. I, I'm hesitant to really sign on and want and endorse this <clears throat> mainly because for a long time split pushing was so much weaker than the alternative ways to play uh top laners that now maybe we're a little too far the other direction but we're a lot closer to parity where split pushing is viable if given the right circumstances um and then when the circumstances don't work for it, then it doesn't work. As opposed to just slamming Yon top lane and yeah, building hull breaker second every game, which is completely viable. That's a problem. Yeah, I think and like I not only viable, I like pretty good. I think like it is his highest yeah. build, I believe, top lane. Yep, exactly. So that's a problem, and then maybe I don't think that's hull breaker or kraken specifically. That's probably just a Yon problem, um, because. I can't think of any other champions that can do that, like can go into any lane and realistically try to do that and come out on top more often than not by blinding that matchup as well. Because if you play Scion, Scion has a lot of counter matchups and it doesn't work a lot of the time. Um, if you play it, like, someone... Too well. like Yorick does, but Yorick is really weak early. So you can... Absolutely, absolutely put him in the ground um, if you have coordination with your top laner in your jungle. Also, Yorick doesn't have mobility at all, so he has serious drawbacks. Um, you can play champions that can neutralize and counter push against Trundle. That's completely possible if you want to play stuff that's not necessarily super meta up and top. Like, I can think. If you want to play, like, I play Lissandra against top burst, against yeah. some people. He's really bad against AP Yeah, burst. AP burst, or, like, you could just play a Nivea or Rise, and he can't push the wave. He just can't. Just so you're just, don't get just nullifying. 
Right, very true. So some you have to be able to counterpick it. Um, but like all of these champions, except for Yone, is the only one I can, I'm thinking of, have obvious glaring weaknesses that you can exploit if you're trying to exploit it and you can plan it out. Now, if there are five uh, picking Yone top, then you're just kind of fucked unless you happened to pick a champion that'll work there. But otherwise, then you're going to have an issue but that's and, the beauty of red side is that you get counter picks and also i like i mean i i to say that i i'll like i actually like the direction that they are changing Hallbreaker. because i think the main problem i have with it is just that it makes you way too tanky for doing that strat like you just get yeah so it much definitely is for just doing that strat as well like on on top of the item being pretty pretty good um, it's insanely gold like, efficient, yeah, right. and it it's should just be. very gold efficient. And then on top of that, you get to get all the split pushing benefit out of it. Which yeah, it really should be. It's just like I don't know. You get so much value out of the item. Yeah, we've talked about this over time on the podcast, but I think most people would kind of we we've talked about it, and we've kind of. I remember us multiple times separately coming to the conclusion that Hullbreaker's problem is that it has yet yeah, too many stats in it, and it should, instead of giving you stats when you're away from champions, which th it should do some of that, but more when no one else is around, like hyper buff the minions themselves. And then you're still not that much stronger because you built an item that's meant for split pushing and hyper buffing your minions, but it's you're not getting an item that at base is like 130% gold efficient. Yeah, and I, I mean, um, like the new changes, yeah. I think, too, are, are like... So good. what are they doing to it? Like, just, you know, give us like a 30 seconds okay, of it, because I have no idea. I haven't looked at anything. Uh, I can't remember how much it is now, but it'll cost 3k, I know, and then 65 AD, 350 health, 5% move speed, and then the passive... Is the basic attacks grant a stack up to a maximum of five stacks? Attacking an enemy champion or epic monster while at max stacks consumes all stacks to deal 150% base AD bonus physical damage, increased to 400% against structures. And then the boarding part passive is nearby allied siege and super minions gain 15 to scaling to 90. Bonus armor and MR. So now no resistances on you yourself, just the cannon and supers, which I think that's yeah. fine. Like I yeah, think that's like the whole the, point of the item. The tanking and, and those the damage. Th and then the new yeah. And that re that resistance level, I'm looking at the wiki of what it is now. You said the 15 to 90. That's currently what you give the minions if you're a ranged character and have built Hellbreaker. And Hellbreaker's that's not crazy. really that good on ranged yes, characters in crazy. general right now. It was 30 to 180. Crazy, before. dude. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot of armor. And the thing is, armor and MR. Like, I don't know. That's so much of both for just free. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that was kind of the main... I just didn't like how tanky it made people just building one item. Was my it's still giving about the same amount of health, though. It gives I'm, 400 health I, I now. Feel you like said I'm it's okay doing 350. And it, like... I think if does it have the health regen that it no. did, that it does now? No, it's got okay, AD so that's a big deal. health move speed, five percent move speed. I can see the move okay. speed. I'm even okay with the five percent move speed. 
and I think the yep. new passive with the uh, like where you get the big hit against it's basically like the grasp. It's kind of like a grasp type thing, or yep. like demolish. It's kind of like both. I think that's interesting. So I, I mean, I think that's cool because I mean you can use it in lane or use it against structures. So I think that's pretty cool interact like addition to the item. Yeah, I uh, I get it. I think now that we've talked about this a bit more, I think demolish is probably a bigger issue than hull breakers. I, I, I agree with that for sure. I'm surprised they haven't gives, gotten it, yeah. uh, done anything to it. I don't think they've nerfed it at all. In I don't know. Let me look at the last time it Everything was Everything else it's, except that, pretty much. It was cha last changed on uh, patch nine or in yeah in patch nine point seven. So in the middle of season nine, the health ratio was increased from thirty percent to thirty five percent. Hasn't been changed since. A couple bug fixes, but no substantive changes, which is kind of wild. Like now, health is so much more accessible that it should be a lot weaker. Or maybe the percent health scaling scales with your champion level or something. I, get that. I don't know. I think that'd be cool. Okay. Well, uh, Colin, do you have anything else to add with that, or do we let um, John go on to his third one? I will just say that. Like, yeah, they are getting rid of the resistances, but next season there's going to be so much turret damage in the game. You're still going to have buff minions. You're going to have the new Hullbreaker passive to hit them, the turrets harder. You're going to have the new thing that's replacing the fifth, uh, or the first uh, Rift Herald. Those little, like, Void Grubs, or whatever they're called. Yeah. And that'll deal extra damage to turrets, and then you build your Sheen, you get your Demolish. Like, turrets will go down fast, but at least you can kill the person in the sideline. That's how I'd sum this up. But yeah, that's all for me. Okay. All right, John, what's your third? Um, I feel like the... I mean, I don't know that they'll change this, but it would be really nice that, like, you know how they made the change to XP that you can get in the jungle when you go into lane before 14? It used to be before. Yep. And then they made that. I mean, I don't know. I think that... I think reverting that at least like partially or something like that along the lines of that um so increase early jungle xp from lane minions yeah would be nice because I, I mean i don't know because i find that makes it hard to if you're playing well and like getting your camps at, uh, like keeping up tempo and getting your camps and making plays like, and then still being two levels behind the top laner. I just find that frustrating sometimes. So, yeah, I think it's pretty common to, for nowadays. I've seen it a lot when I play. It just too, makes it so hard. Even, even if I'm ha farming pretty fast, I'm still, I'm like the same level as the ADC nowadays. Yep, exactly. And even unless you're like really fed, you're you're still like either the same level as them or a level behind them. It is pretty common in my experience, and I mean this is strictly anecdotal, but I don't know. It would be nice to have some, I guess, some source of 
XP in the jungle to increase parity with solo lane. Yeah, jungle XP is very low right yeah, now. Yeah, it is. I don't know. So, yeah, that's my third one. What are your thoughts on that? Colin? Yeah, um, so, is part of it that right now minions give less gold early on for junglers? Is that they give like, the same amount of gold, or, sorry, I think XP. it's... Yes. Like, it, yeah. yeah. So it's the same amount of gold up to a certain amount. I can't remember, because yeah. then they start giving you very little. Like one. Yeah, yeah well, exactly. And then... Uh, it's like it's if a good over bit, half yeah. of your gold has come from minion, from minions and uh, lane sources, then um, then it reduces. You have to I think take it's a good bit. To, once yeah, you, you have to take okay. a good bit. It does. And uh, But yeah, and the, I, the, the XP is the big thing, because you get way reduce xp up to that mark even before monster hunter hits yes. it's just like by showing up yep. you get less you get way yeah, less I xp would, would from lands say that like needs to be changed personally and they made it it's more, like 60% now, less at the beginning yeah, yeah. what uh, i'm trying to remember the level break off where cuz it used to be it 11 level... and now it's a f like 14 or something like that i thought it's 14 minutes 14 minutes. At 14, it used to be 14 yeah, minutes. at 14 minutes, then it is. I think you still, even after 15 minutes, get like, oh no, it's tied to your jungle item. It's like, uh, once you finish your jungle item, then you get normal levels of XP or maybe a slight reduction in XP uh, against lane minions. But before then, yeah, the earlier on in the game it is, and the and the less far you've progressed your jungle item the increased penalty to lane XP that you don't get. It just goes into the ether. Yeah, I would say that yeah. needs some changes. Because like, if you're jungling and so your top laner dies or they have to back and you need to push in their wave or catch a wave, you shouldn't be punished because... For, for no reason, really. You should be able to get that XP. They can make it that, yeah. like, you can... <laughs> With like, the jungle item. You can get, like, full XP for a certain amount of minions and then it cuts off a bit. Like it shouldn't, or maybe if there's no ally nearby, like if you're happening yeah. to take it, because like you shouldn't. If some, if no one's gonna catch the wave and you're there, why are you being punished for catching it? Like you uh, that actually rewarded. Like yeah. we're not even rewarded. Just get your regular amount. Because it is. Yeah, you're you're. It's better off. It's more effective to just go instead. If you're instead of catching top lane, just go clear your Krug camp or your Gromp. Yeah. Like that's actually more XP efficient for time. But but really, it should be you should be able to grab all of them at full XP because. That that's just optimal if like if it worked the way I wanted it to, but you know that's a change I would like to see as well. Definitely. And I feel like it would make for more. In like I don't know. Obviously, it would make ganking in the meta more. Like it would just make it better, but I don't know. I, I think that I don't know. It just it does need I think some sort of revamp but yeah yeah i definitely agree with that so very good substantive things from you john i did not go substantive thank you thank you i was really thinking about these i can tell so okay um number generator one to two. It's one. It happens to be one. I'm not lying. I'm pulling it up okay. on stream. No, Eric is so. Eric is fake. All right, Colin. What you got for us? Well, um, the first one is. I know it's not going to happen because they're going in the opposite direction. But vo I want voice comms in league. 
with randoms. Every other competitive game has it. You don't need to turn it on. You can mute everybody, but it should be an option, I think. Because you like, hey, you can make. Fr it's easier to make friends in a multiplayer game if you can actually talk to them. Besides typing a few words between your camps or walking back the lane, it'll make a better community. I know like people can just be toxic, but like people are gonna be toxic either way. And like muting's a thing, so like, just add in your voice comms for 2024. What do you guys think? And most, and in Valorant specifically, to use that as an, uh, a comparison point, it's, no, I mean, it's not that common to find people that are being toxic. Like, yeah, okay, every once in a while, someone's screaming into the microphone or they're, you know, making, they're being offensive and inappropriate, but that's not the majority of people in Valorant, even in like lower ELO, because I suck at Valorant. So I'm down in like bronze or some shit. Um, and it's still mostly substantive. I mean, it's people that are trying to coordinate and not doing it well because I'm down in bronze, but it's still, uh, it's still wholesome-ish. So I, I completely am on board with this. And I remember when I was listening to, la to last year's episode, that was one that was hotly debated, um that we were talking about from the previous year. So that was one that was brought up in 21 and that was hotly debated. Um, and it, it ended up taking like 20 minutes of the last episode, even though it <laughs> wasn't part of the actual agenda. Yeah. So um, <laughs> previous podcasters have been split on it. I was always a big proponent of it. It's also like, it like some of the like talk doesn't even have to be about the game. Like during like the kind of like the chill parts of a, of a league game, you can still just banter. Like, you kind of just take that away from players, like, the opportunity. Like, I've played over 2,000 hours of CSGO, a lot of it with randoms, and had the greatest time, like, talking with them, chatting away. So, like, it'd be the exact same thing. And, like, they already have it in Valorant, like you said. And that's a Riot game, so clearly they can do it, and it works. And they ha Well, they also have it in Champions queue in NA, so they have the, they have the capability to imbue it into the League client itself. Yeah, it's also in other MOBAs. With I know Dota has it, so... It's not like MOBAs are like exclusively out of it. They do it, so I'd like to see that. Yeah, if, if it's in COD and has been since I was in middle school, they can do it. It can be in league. <laughs> yeah. And plus, COD will always be more toxic, and it's still there. So, like, clearly, it's not that big of a problem. Right. If you add the voice component, people are gonna be less toxic. I would argue, as general, be as well, because. Uh, typing something at it, it feels more anonymous saying than saying a hundred percent. Yeah. Cause you, like when you can hear someone's voice, you're like, Oh, this is an actual person. Like you're, you're just being rude to a person. If you're typing, you just be like, ah, it's just like, it's whatever. It's going out into the ether base. Right. Just typing yeah. to this trundle to the, top. To the who's split yeah. pushing. He's just a trundle game. top. He's not, he's not a human. He's a trundle top. Yeah. He's a but trundle top. You can hear top. his voice and then he's human. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I imagine also. I imagine also that adding voice comms would actually have a increased positive effect in that there are more female league players than I'm sure males think, and I'm, I don't think that there are that many, but I'm sure that there are more than we're aware of. Um, and whenever you know, there's like the classic like uh, e girl sort of flame that gets thrown around but more often than not i'm sure um women are playing and are not necessarily i don't know 
fitting that stereotype and are perfectly uh, perfectly cordial and good and everything like that anyone else would anyone else's at league. And then if you're hearing their voice, then you're going to start to, if you were someone who has some of those sexist tendencies and thoughts, those are going to start to get eroded. So I think that would also be something that'd be really good. Yeah, I've played games with girls all the time, you know. I mean, if they did bring voice comms in when you get into your random lobby, people will start yelling girl. But uh, <laughs> every, usually people are always That doesn't nice. happen in Valorant that well, often, though. Okay, maybe I don't that think. was just back in the NCSGO. Um, or I mean, it's do, it does happen occasionally, yeah. but it's not COD like is, it's it's decently common. People in, are pretty normal. In Val. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Odd, I feel like yeah, back exactly. in the day was definitely messed up in that aspect. Oh yeah, COD is the, the most like horrible place for like, the yeah. community. It was so bad. Yeah. I can't say I ever played with a girl in COD that I can remember. Uh, for yeah, for, I've never actually played with one. Just like the randoms that would pop up in the lobbies and stuff. Yeah. 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 Well, There's a reason that I don't play COD anymore. <laughs> yeah, I get on a few games every now and again on my brother's PS5, and that's that's all I'll do. I just wish they've had better campaigns because that's oh, what man, interests so me. But I'm not going to spend seventy dollars for the campaign that I've heard is garbage. Yep. Vanguard wasn't even a game. Um, but yeah, do you guys have, any, have anything else on these voice comms? It's basically said my piece. I mean, I think that, John, did you do you agree with it? I yeah. think that uh, like it would be good, honestly. And then, like you were saying, as long as you can just have the option to mute it, like. It won't yeah, affect you because uh, yeah. I mean, so like, I guess the my take on it for me, like personally, like if I were using it and it was in the game, then I would, I might still just mute in ranked, honestly, because I kind of like just muting and playing my my own game and not getting invaded by pings, or like. Even if they were good pings, like I should know the information anyway. That's true. The one thing that I would like out of it is just when people do, because like some people start pinging you, and like you can't go because it's not a good idea, or you're just wasting your time not getting good tempo. And you can just explain, like, if I do that now, I'm just ruining my game. I can't do it. Just, you know, play better, yeah. basically. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's definitely communicate. Like, and if people are to use it like effectively, I mean, it can be really good. And I think more exciting for like team play and stuff. And like you were saying, I mean, they could be easier to make like to just like shoot the shit with people. Like, because I mean, that would happen in God occasionally too, as toxic as it was. And it would be fun when you actually oh, found sure. like yeah, I mean, that's, nice, cool yeah, randoms that you could play with. I found a bunch that, I mean, that's who I played COD with. I didn't play COD with anyone that I knew IRL. It was just people that I met online. I ended up accidentally, like, happening to play with a group of people that were all truckers. And it was, like, a bunch of truckers and awesome. me as, like, a 13-year-old. That's awesome. And it was all just so chill. Like, no one no one gave a fuck. Like, Dude, there was a yeah. time when I was playing, uh, like, season, like, it was, like, OG Fortnite, like, season two or three. And we, uh, it was myself and like two of my other friends. We were just playing a game, 
and we found this random we played with was just hilarious and like really cool. And then uh, like we ended up getting to know him like pretty well because we would just play with him a good bit. And then like uh, like he invited us to their Discord and like got to know some of his friends and like they all lived in the same you know area. And uh, like that wouldn't have it's so much harder for that kind of stuff to happen without voice comms. The only time that that can happen really in league is like if you're playing a game and one of your teammates is good, then you ask them to duo, and then often then sometimes you'll share a Discord link, and then then if it works after that, then you may start that bond. But that's like several more steps removed than just being able to talk in the first place exactly. in a league game. Yeah, yep. and right now they're removing pings more and chatting more, so we'll see. We'll see what they do with communication this year, because there's going to be more changes this year. There's just bound to be. There will be. I really hope they revert the being able to ping someone's ultimate. My God, that's so annoying. Yep. The the amount of videos that we've that I'm sure you guys have seen and times when like a Karthus is on the map and it's like ping R, ping R, oh to self or to party, they can't see it and then there you just totally miss out on like, a kill. Even like, a, plays, a valid botch. change would be to make it that every like global type ability is pingable. Like all the global alts you can ping them. Like at a minimum. Like T T yeah. F G P Karthus. It should just be a thing. Or maybe by, like, there's, like, an additional... By pinging it, you're putting yourself in a pool of where they scrutinize that even harder. So then you may get banned for it. It's, like, a much lower threshold to get banned for abusing that. Um, but if you're using it correctly, then who get, then who cares? Like, you'll be fine. Because how else are... There's no voice comms. How else are you supposed to tell... What are you going to be, like, you know, mid-mechanical fight and type, hey, Karthus, press R, please. Well, have, you guys might have seen the videos and the listeners might have seen the videos where it's, like, people are writing out, like, a paragraph, like, dearest Karthus. Uh, yes, I, I, I saw you that. Well. Could you... Yeah, like, just write, like, basically a full, like, formal letter to the Karthus in chat. It's like, oh, the play's over. Can't even press R anymore. <laughs> so funny. All right, Colin, what's your second? All right, second one, PvE game modes. Bring back Odyssey. I don't know what the, if that was the proper name of it. I, I want to slay some giant space monsters, some void monsters, like the void event that happened. <laughs> Why wasn't there a PvE game mode for it? I'm not sure. It should have been. I'd like to say PvE. I just I love PvE games, and like League's always PvP, so why not like throw some of that in? I'm a jungler, so like of course I like it. But yeah, I I don't know what I'd want to see for a game mode. We could, you know, team up, fight these monsters, go on a little quest, find a dragon at the end, whatever it might be, get the upgrades like an Odyssey. That's what I would like to see. Some what cool items, maybe. Sure, hundred percent. And they could do items, some abilities, cool funky yep. stuff. Have pets like have a Krug following you around the map as your pet. It does doesn't matter. Just some something cool. Maybe Krug with a wig so, on or something like. <laughs> army i've talked with my cousin about this before uh, about like what a cool pve game mode could look like and i think it would be really cool if like okay you're entering the pve game mode and it could be up to, you know like let's say it's up to five people like you could go in from one to five um and then in a pre-made party like you're not gonna 
do I mean I guess you could with randoms, but it would be weird. Um, but let's just say there's two people. So the mode is twice as difficult because there's two people. If it's there's three people, then it's three times as difficult, four, five, so on and so forth. Um, and you pick a champion, you know, you pick like what summoner spells you want to start with, or maybe you just get like smite and you don't get anything else. Um, and then like you load in and then at the beginning you fight like a scuttle crab that can maybe fight back a little bit. And then you get some gold and some experience off of that. You go to, you can, you can just go to all the camps or you can go back, spend that gold and cash in that XP to level up something. And then, progress further forward again. Um, or you could spend gold to, instead of using it on item, you could save some of it to open like a different path to get through. And then you're going through this maze and then they can add some additional mobs to that. Basically at the end you get to deal with, you start like fighting epic monsters. So you do fight like one baron, then you might fight like three barons in one pit. Then you might fight like, you know, two elder dragons or some other assets like Vile Maw might be there next to a baron and you have to then fight both of them. elder like, baron. That's the... <laughs> exactly like you just yeah exactly they could come up with this shit and then that's it and then based on okay if you make it to the end great if you don't make it to the end okay you get to keep some of something so it could they could make it roguelike in that way or it could be purely that like uh there's achievements based on how far you get through in like eternals and challenges and stuff um and people would play it just because they enjoy the mode and then there's some sort of even if it's totally artificial and there's no actual rewards to it, there's some rewards to it. Like that's something that would get some people to play it, uh, league again who haven't, or um, might bring some other players in. And it might, I mean, it would increase a lot of existing players' time on the client. Like I think something like that would be really. Yeah, cool. I think that's a. I I personally think that's what would be really cool because it would. It would just be something to spice up the game, too. Because, like you were saying, I mean, it's, like, all PvP. So just having something different, I think, would just be interesting and, I think, be exciting for the game. Or maybe have Doombots be permanently available in, like, in uh, Customs. Something like that would be really cool. Did you guys ever? Oh, you guys probably haven't played at all with Doombots. Uh, have you ever seen the footage of Doombots? No, I, I have no idea what that is. Okay, so look it up later. But basically, there was it happened twice. Uh, in like season four, there was a Doombots mode. So there were a few champions that they coded to be in like they were called Doombots, and it was like a normal Summoner's Rift game. You could pick any champions you wanted, and there were um, maybe like ten that were. Uh, altered for a Doombot state that you would face, and it was some combination of those. So their abilities were heavily enhanced. They weren't necessarily stronger in autos or anything, but it was their abilities. So um, the few that I can think of were like, uh, oh, you guys don't know Old Galio. Okay, Lux. Uh, Lux's, anytime she hits with an ability in basically a circle, a whole bunch more Lux cues go out. So if she throws a cue then a, and it hits someone then a bunch of other cues go out around it in the in a bunch of different directions then there's um oops uh then um uh, there's morgana which when she would uh cue someone then uh it would 
automatically drop a W underneath her, and then a couple more Qs would fly around it. Or whenever she'd W anyways, a couple Qs would fly around it. Um, then there was, like, old old Galio had... Uh, he would Q all around himself in, like, a perfect circle. Then there was, like... Uh, there were a couple of ADCs. Annie had something where I think her W went all around her in a circle, and Tibbers was way bigger and burned more. Um... There were a few others that I can't remember what they are. Maybe it was like Sivir threw out her cues everywhere. I can't remember exactly what all of them were, but there were several of those, and that was the original Doom Bots. And there's actually a video of rioters playing against the Doom Bots uh, live, and there were different difficulty levels. They brought it back a few years later, um, and it was defend against the Doom Bots, and then at the end there was a Mega Demon Teemo that you had to kill. It wasn't as good. Of course, it's but, Teemo. Um, of course, yeah. It was Little Devil Teemo. Oh, my God. Stuff. Well, okay. Yeah. So it wasn't as good, but it was still something that was... That was still something. Um, but just go watch footage of, like, OG Doombots. Okay. Ziggs was one of them, maybe. It was crazy. I do like what you said about you and your cousins, like, a game mode that you're thinking of. Where you said, like, fight two barons at once. And now that they're putting three different barons into the game... You can fight like one of them at a time, and then boom, all three show up. I think that'd be cool. Goose just messaged me. He's watching, and he said that I remember this. Garen, like little ghosts of Garen, would randomly appear from the brush and it would just spin on you, and then after like three seconds, it would die. That's funny. Like that would just appear (laughs) randomly, or uh, like or like a like a a Hecarim ultimate would just come out of the bush randomly, or things like that. These sorts of random things, and they would never affect the enemies. Never. It was only affecting. Um, it was only affecting your minions and, uh, your champions. There were also, like, little, uh, I mean, Galio can now, but old Galio also could taunt, and then there would be, like, little, like, uh, I don't know what else to call them, but, like, seeds that would explode, and they would taunt you, where just randomly around the map, those would happen. There were a whole bunch of other just randomly, yeah. It's like, so you're up in top lane, you know, like fighting. You're you. They didn't do junglers. They didn't have a jungle bot. So um, it was two top, one mid, two bot. But yeah, you'd be in top. There's no Galio in the game, and then all of a sudden, like a little Galio seed would explode and taunt you while you're trying to lane and trying to fight. It's yep. Hilarious. Yeah. So shit like that. That's the sort of shit that we want. Like the wild, crazy stuff. I will say, right? The game mode team is doing pretty good you know we had the nexus splits again that was fun and then 2v2s are fantastic and apparently i saw what was it was it a dev blog where they're still working on other ideas so hopefully maybe there is pv in the works or even some more uh, i'd take even more uh pvp game modes that are different but like definitely pv for me pve is exactly what i want as well because outside of league i play exclu- i there are, I play exclusively single-player games, uh, or some games that can be multiplayer that I basically only play single-player as well. Oh, I oh my god, I forgot about that hexa kill on uh, on the three v three map. So it was six v six on the three v three map. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that sounds there so was also, fun. Oh my god. There was brawl. there was six v six on Summoner's Rift too. And then what about the Blood Moon event too? That one was so cool. And that was I guess it wasn't PvE, but that was just straight up. There weren't minions really. It was just go around and try and kill champions. 
Dude, I mean, that just that was so fun. cool too. They should do some more stuff like that, or like I don't they know, should. just have an interesting. That was a cool event, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like they could easily do some on Summoner's Rift since they already have everything there. Just change a couple things and let us have fun with it. Probably yep. wouldn't be and if they it. really want, if, if they're worried about like not having a specific map set up for uh, for some of these other game modes that they may want to create, like why don't they open up creation studios to players and just let players create the maps and the game modes? Do what so many other games do is have like a map Map sandbox. builder, yeah, sandbox. Yeah, map uh, builder. People would have created so. I mean, people are still like reskinning the whole map and doing skins and everything. Like, it wouldn't. There'd be new game modes pretty fast, I think. Yeah, and imagine like a lot of people now who do that, they get their accounts banned. But if they just let them, and you had, let's say, you had to like pay a subscription to be able to create things, they would get revenue off of it. Yep, people would and do it. And you didn't have to pay. You didn't have to pay to play. It's just pay to create. That'd be sick. Yeah, it's just so, yeah. Anyways, Riot, sorry to hijack your no, thing, but I, I just like want that. To like Riot's today. literally getting money to get free game modes. They bring more players in. <laughs> like, yep, exactly. Um, I guess I'll, I'll move on to my third one, which uh, might happen in 2024. I think they're gonna wait until the MMO comes out because what I want is better lore. When I started playing League, there was netcrit videos all the time, and there's so many to watch, and I love them. <laughs> Oh, Necker made such good videos for the lore. He still does, but like it really dies down, yeah. and it's it's pretty disappointing. Like events come out, like there's no real good lore, or champions come out and they just get their little splurb and that's it. And then no, like they haven't done short stories for a long time. I'd like to see some more lore. The characters are awesome. I can't wait for the MMO, and just to to build into that would be great. What do you guys think? I love that. Yeah, I, I am a total lore head for League, and I. I know far too much. I don't know everything, but I know far too much about the League universe lore, and I think it's fantastic. Um, but yeah, the more stuff that they release is great. And while, yes, they definitely have slowed down the content, in the last couple of years, the content has been very good, I think. Like the um, like everything around Cassante, even despite him ha being horribly imbalanced and a total champion nightmare, <laughs> the actual lore around his story is very good and how he advances the plot of Shirima at large. And then also his color story, his character story, is very good as well. Um, one of the best ones that I've read. It's fantastic. So, like, I mean, that's just one example. I thought that uh, Hue's story was very oh, good I agree with that. when Hue's I read through it. Like, like Briar's story was kind of crap, yeah. I'll say, but it's hard to I make agree. a champion like that actually have a decent agree, story. Yeah. She could definitely be a character that like crap. you get a better story later on, and like hopefully that does happen. Like one thing, I or maybe your story is garbage, and then you have additional stories that add flavor and and color to the character. I mean, that's how. Uh, that's we have like one or two about Gragas. That's how Gragas gets fleshed out. That's how like all the Bilgewater champions that everyone loves the lore of Graves and Twisted Fate and Misfortune and Alawi and Gangplank. Those are all added from different events and stories and comics and things like that. So one thing yeah. I would like to see, I guess what I'll, I'll do from like the prediction, the, the wish is that overall better lore, but like I, I would like to see some stories for the characters with no lore. I would like there to not be a character with zero lore. That, that is a big one for me. 
Yeah, with clo- with zero lore, that should have lore. I'll no, say like, because uh, like there's no reason. Well, there's a couple to. that really shouldn't have much more. Like uh, Ramus is intention and a Mumu, um, Evelyn, Tom Kench, Nocturne, like the ones that are demons or uh, like fiddlesticks now, or uh, they're meant to be kind of unknown in what they are like Ramus and Amumu are meant to be basically unknown for what they are then in for people people in the Runeterra universe like the you know the actual people who live in this imaginary world they don't really know what those things are they know of the demons and you could give a few stories to the demons but like there's just a celebration about Ramus and Everyone rolls in a town, and he shows up and says okay, and then he rolls away. And that's awesome, though. It's, that is it's, pretty it's awesome. It's great. I want to be in that. That's town. great, but you don't need much more like you do with you know like Ezreal going all around the world and exploring, yeah, or like, like Rise sure, going in. Yeah, Rise should have the most lore in the game because he's going around the entire universe collecting the world runes so that people don't blow themselves up. And he has very little lore other than the cinematic, which is fantastic, but it's like seven years old at this point. It holds up. <laughs> it yeah. does. It's a great I video. Think that in all, and, I, oh, go ahead. No, you got it. The uh, I feel like for... Um, I definitely agree with you for like, especially characters that should have more lore, like that needs to... Chogath, yeah, like, Malphite, Gragas. Like, could have interesting, I think, uh, like lore and stories. But a lot. I liked some of the uh, like short story stuff, like, um, like specifically, you know, for I thought the Rengar one was pretty good. The Graves, it's interesting. Like, I don't know. I I like stuff like that too. I mean. And I think there's a lot of room for more creativity with the, the lore. So I would definitely like to see more. Yep. And yeah. I feel like with the like the demons, like you're saying, how they don't really have anything besides like, oh, it's a demon of, of like gluttony or fear or whatever it is. Um, they're definitely like with the MMO coming out. I could, I, I imagine there's going to be lore on them. Like just like, not like we do a full story. Like there's a raid for this, for this, uh for like Evelyn, but like, you know, like, you randomly get, like, little, like, tidbits here and there throughout the world where just, like, you just read a random book and it gives, like, a passage about the demon. And it's, like, nothing too crazy, but gives some more insight and just builds So, like, what Skyrim does exactly. for the Daedra. Yeah. I think even that would be yeah. great. Yeah, and they could treat the demons as Daedra and do quests for them. But they could even do stories for some of the demons. Like, Nocturne has a... A, like a, a color story that fleshes out his character a bit more in the context of some atrocities being committed in one town, and it's a great story. I think that yeah, like I, I don't, I think it shouldn't be limited by that. Like I don't know, like like you were saying, like a Mumu and whatnot, and Evelyn, and like I think that they definitely have room for interesting, creative lore to be made. Oh, yeah. Especially, yeah. I feel bad for like the the people who like main these champions, and like maybe they like they can be into the lore of the universe, but their champ just has nothing. Like that would be a f- it feels bad. Like I love Hecarim, but like Hecarim's is just okay. Um, <laughs> um, and Hecarim has more 
integral like story tie-ins than a lot of other champions sure. do. Like, okay, I mean, I've been playing a lot of Velkaz lately. Velkaz is very important to the lore of the world, and yet there's not much mention of Velkaz himself at all. Yeah. Direct mentions of Velkaz. There's other Watchers that are out there, but that's a different thing. It's yeah. But I agree with your better lore. Um, and then I guess before we move on to your three, I'm just going to quickly mention a few things that I did want changes of and that Riot's already doing. Um, I've wanted them to remove Mythics basically a couple months after they came out, so I'm happy about that. I've wanted the map to change for a while, and it's that is also happening. Epic Monsters are changing, I wanted that, and also LP and MMR changes. So all four of those things are happening, I wanted them all, and like fa that's fantastic. It's looking to be a good 20, 2024 season. In my eyes. Santa Claus came came just on time. Exactly. Canadian Santa brought you just what you wanted. Yep. Yeah, because each country has their own Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, how is he in it? Otherwise, it wouldn't work because, I mean, there's different malls in different countries. Like, if you're going to have the mall Santa True. in every one, that's just not possible. Come on. Yeah. yeah, spot on with that. And like, obviously, he doesn't go around the whole world. He just goes around a country in, in one night. Like, that's more realistic. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah. Okay. So my three. Um, I think that the first one that I really want to see is map skins. Uh, like a winter skin that can be purchased and equipped by a player, and it's not in. Not everybody sees it, but one player sees it. I think that would be great, and people would spend you know, 30, 40, 50 bucks on one of those. I would spend like 30 bucks to get a winter skin, or like a lava-themed skin, or maybe they do like a Halloween one or something, and then people can just use those when they're not in the throes of that season of uh, whenever that came out. Or if someone wants to use a map skin, maybe you have it where everyone votes on it because maybe they have to have the same color map for everybody. And that I could understand if there's like some coding issue with it. Then it's like, okay, you if someone wants to use a different skin, it proposes a vote before the client launches into the actual game. And then, you know, let's say you need a simple majority to use the winter one. And then, cool, you're going to use the winter one. Who cares if it's June? You get a winter map. That's sick. I'd be happy to see some, some new maps. Like, yeah. Take I don't know how to get the custom ones that people are making, and I'm not going to bother. And I, I really don't want to buy You have a, to hack the client oh, is what you yeah, have I'm to do. I'm not going to do that. Um, <laughs> and I don't really feel like buying a Diana skin and then trying and failing to get a pentacle. I did it once, oh. and it was very cool. Nice. Yeah, I think it'd be a great idea. Right. Yep. And that would be a big money earner for them, and they don't have to change anything gameplay-wise, so they don't have to disrupt any balance. So. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um. Do you not like? No, this no. Much, I think no. I think it's that would be awesome. I like. I think like, basically, all I was gonna say was like, you just riot. Like I mean, you could even I'm I can't believe you were like said you would spend money on it. But, I mean, they would be like, I don't know. I think that's something that should be pretty cheap. Explored. But, like, explored. But, yeah, I think, like you were yeah. saying, I think people would pay, like, 30 bucks for it. I mean, if it's good. I would. I think, and especially if they're, like, really cool, I mean, I would get them, I think. I mean, and it would be just something to change up the game. Just for you, the, the player, ones... and your experience in playing the game. 
And the cheap, they could make ones that they already have programmed in the game, like allow someone to purchase, and then maybe they could just use it. Allow someone to purchase the map, how it looks with the sponsors in a pro match. And someone would, I would play with like the LCK map or the LPL map or something like that. That would be great. That would be cool. But don't like, don't like push the sponsors in because I don't want to just be playing a normal game and see McDonald's pop up everywhere. I just want the ability to be able <laughs> to have it in. Get escape get them. Big <laughs> yeah, Big Mac. Yeah. But I think they would be really cool. And those ones, they already have programmed in the game, and they could just, you know, offer those map variants, and it wouldn't really change how abilities look. Because the main issue that I could see is like if you have a winter map and one person's playing with it, well, they happen to be colorblind, and then there's issues, or there's issues with how the skins interact with different map styles. Like, I could understand some of those technological issues there, but if you have it, you know, where everyone's on the same map, then bring that. Or, you know what, just bring us back, like, different map variants for different seasons, temporarily. That would even suffice. Yeah. So, okay, well... Um, for the sake of time, I'll go on to my next one, which is better ranked rewards. I don't want a bunch of emotes and key shards and then a chest and a couple of icons and then eventually, um, if I'm honorable, then get an honor skin. For playing, like, there shouldn't, the rewards shouldn't cap out like they do. Um, if you want to play a thousand ranked games, you should be able to earn more rewards the more you play and then have those rewards scale up with the amount of games you play. So for someone like me who played 150 games, I shouldn't maybe I should maybe get what I'm getting. But if there's, you know, rewards for playing 300 and you get, you know, like an exclusive champion skin that's for playing that many games. Doesn't matter if they're wins or losses, whatever. Um, or you know, let's say there's like get 1000 kills in ranked and then you get a specific um, emote or some shit like that. Like some things that are more tied in than just giving me another icon or another emote because most people stick on the same icon because they found an icon they like, so no one's changing. And then how often do people flash emotes? Not that often, I don't think. I guess I don't know because I have enemy emotes turned off, but um, I don't see emotes getting flashed all that often. Yeah, it's not too often. The rank rewards kind of suck. Yeah, you get your... You forgot to mention it there, but yeah, you get your one skin for getting a gold and then one skin for honor five. Which is, like, cool that you can get two skins in a season, I guess. But it would be... Well, it you would get the nice victorious skin now. Re you get that skin regardless, oh, regardless of where you finish. You uh, just have to play significantly more if you're below gold. Right, yeah. okay. But you also don't get that, I don't think, if you've been banned in the last three months. I think they take that away from you. Um, with that... Um, that kind of sucks for those people, but you got banned, so, you know. Um, yeah, and I, I understand splits, that. So there's uh, an opportunity for more rewards to splits. Hey, I'm ready for more icons, because that's what they're going to give me. I mean, at least one skin a split, I would say. At least. They're going to, I think they're going to do one skin a split, is what they've said. Give, but give it's all tied skin. to where you finish on the ladder. Yeah, or, yeah, give us that, or give us, you know, like, let's say you play a thousand games, what if they give you a thousand RP? That's, like, one to two skins. It's not like it's going to hurt their bottom line. For, it's not even a skin for some of them. <laughs> so Yeah, exactly. A thousand games for that? I think that's pretty fair. Many people yeah, are playing a thousand, totally. too. Like, that's so many games, like, if it's ranked or something like that. Yeah, that's so many games. So many ranked games. 
and it's getting harder and harder to get that per split because now we have three splits coming up. Is that a challenge? Yeah. So just better rank rewards in some way. Like, give me more than a fucking icon, because I don't give a shit about your icons. <laughs> I, I use the standard blue mountains that I have since that were available from when the game was released in beta. That's my favorite icon, yeah. and I'm, it's not going to change. I will never switch off my pizza and uh, chicken drumstick. Forever. There you go. There you go. I guess I swap just for around worlds to uh, a skin, but that's it. Or to a different icon, but that's it. So, okay. Uh, last one is, and this got a lot of pushback the last time that I proposed it. Is I want uh, so this is this works differently in different countries, but um, it, so in order to play Clash in the U.S., you have to verify, and I'm I'm sure it's the same in most places. You have to verify your account with a phone number, um, and then if you're if you want to change accounts, you have to like deactivate it from that account and activate it with a new one or something. So you can only have one active verified account to play Clash. I think that it should be, uh, they should isolate it so that at anyone's given, at anyone's like IP address, there should be only one phone number allowed to log on from there. So to remove multiple accounts. I understand that there are benefits for some people to using them, but overwhelmingly, Smurfs and alternate accounts ruin ranked. Um, I mean, especially in Emerald. Emerald is a fucking shit show in terms of matchmaking with level 30 accounts to level 700 that have played. And it's, it's all over the place, too. Um, but I mean, Smurfs are everywhere throughout it, and this would really eliminate a lot of the issues. Um, and only a lot, so for, it could even be something that like one account is allowed to play ranked. Like you have to verify in order to play ranked, but you could play on normals on an alternate account. That's okay. You could play ARMs or you could play the limited time game modes, the alternate game modes on different accounts, but, um, you have to have one account that's verified for ranked and that's it. And if you want to change it, you can't change it within the ranked split. So let's say your account gets permabanned or you want to change it for whatever reason. Sorry, you're no longer, you can't play on a different account. Your IP can't, um, or that phone number can't be used for a different account. That ranked split. Next ranked split, it's open again. You can change your account however you want. Um, there was a lot there to unpack, but yeah. Um, well, I think for the IP, I'll just quickly put on this: the IP uh, addresses. I think that'll be difficult, just because like I don't live with anybody that plays League. It's just me. But like, if I did, that would be an issue. So like, that'd be tough to do. And and after that, it would be like you know verify like you know give me like a, your driver's license, like a government ID type of thing. But then I don't think Riot's gonna put the resources into doing something like that. I'd be hard pressed to. They, believe they, they would. do. I don't know about in China. In South Korea, everyone is required to sign up with their version of a social security number. That's I know very that. surprising. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Hmm. That being said, you can still like have one account with yours and another account with your mom's and another yeah. account with your sisters. Like so that that'll still happen some, but that is uh, maybe that's a requirement of the Korean government, but that is something that's required in South Korea on the Korean server. And you said for a clash right now in America, you need a phone number as well? 
Yes. Is, was that a thing for also the ARAM clash? Because like whenever I did that, that's the only clash I ever did. The one we did uh, last month, and I did not need. A um, so I. I guess I guess not. Maybe it's not in Canada. Um, I don't know. Yeah. But maybe you have, maybe you signed up a while ago and forgot because I signed up that's once possible. and haven't had to deal with it in years. Um, yeah, I definitely think like that. It's a great way to like deal with Smurfs. Just simply like make it harder to play ranked. Like like you said, it doesn't have to affect the other game modes. Like if you want to play League, here's here's draft. Here's the new quick uh, yep. quick queue, whatever it's called. Quick play, quick yeah. Play. And then even like, I don't, like I know you, uh, like some people like really get into the rank flex, but like for me, like I basically view rank flex as normals, because like I don't know, I've never paid too much attention to the rank, but yep, you could even like because like solo queue is where the real Smurfs come into play, so like just like at least that yeah. like make it harder for people to Smurf, because like it's definitely not fun going up against someone who you know is just way better than yourself and everybody else on your team. Like that's just a feels bad. Does not create good game player. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so I mean, maybe the vehicle that I was attacking this problem isn't necessarily what would be the right solution, but harder restrictions, some way to stop Smurfs other than trying to identify them and then put them in separate queues, because it doesn't work. There are Smurfs everywhere in ranked. I'm playing consistently against accounts that are level 30 and there's no way that someone who's new to the game is high plat emerald low diamond skill level after just hitting level 30 that's just not possible consistently yeah. there might be one prodigy out there yeah, that you it get could the, someone for, who's but... played on a different moba for a thousand hours and they come over like yeah they're gonna do good but Everybody else, they'll be, well, they'll be good like mechanics maybe, yeah. but they, they won't the have the macro knowledge or anything yeah. to be to realistically belong where they're being put. Yeah. So none of mine are like gameplay specific. It's all superfluous. It's all extra to gameplay. Well, I think it's a pretty good wish list for the the nine wishes this year. Yeah, I think so too. Yep. See how many become true. Probably not too many because that just seems to be the trend. <laughs> yep. Well, I remember the previous year we had uh, close to half or more come true. So That's not bad. Um, yeah, not bad. I mean, I've been asking for map skins for like three years of this style episode, so it's not going to happen. Um, I know mine won't. I don't think any three of mine will come true. I, I definitely I think, think that John's could so. come true, and I think uh, yours could come true somewhat, Colin. I think that Mapskins could pop up. like Probably not next year. It just doesn't really seem like that's something they're thinking of right now or they even plan to work on. Um, but, like, they love the, Riot loves the money. They love putting out the, the skins worth 20 plus dollars. So, like, Mapskin is just another way to do it. I know there's more work put into it, but you can just charge more money. They even said they don't mind charging $100 for something because for the people who want to buy it, they'll buy it. For the people who can't afford it or just don't want to buy it, they won't buy it. Either way, they'll get their, their money out of it. So it's like, why not from their point of view? And also with skins, they, like, you have to continually make new skins. With a map skin. If you come out with one a year, or like one every six months or something, or like maybe even like four or five and stop it there, 
you it's not like you're constantly having a team that's spun up consistently doing it where you do with the art department and the skins and everything you just you don't have to worry about splash arts either you don't have to worry about if there's lore implications to some of these skins to the different lore universes like it's just um the only thing is you have to do a decent amount of testing to make sure that there are abilities that can still be seen that's it Yeah. Well, maybe Santa, okay. Santa Claus um, will come and grant them, grant the wishes. That sounds yep. fantastic. I hope it yeah, happens. Yeah. Anything else we want to talk about, or should we wrap up here? I'm all good. I don't have anything else. Okay. Well, um, I guess we will. Uh, I'll start my outro stuff. So, uh, we have community game nights that start every Tuesday evening around seven fifteen Eastern, and usually run for several hours. So please join us for that. Uh, we have a Patreon, so if you want to support us at any of the different tiers and different benefits that we offer, anything that you're willing to give is appreciated. Um, we also would love to hear any feedback that you have. So if you have any, please drop it in our Discord and the feedback thread. Alternatively, you can email us at questions at trinityforcenetwork.com. Um, I guess the only other thing is that we're going to have to cancel the current tournament, and I should have said this at the top, just because uh, we thought that Arena was going to be out for longer than it is. Um, they didn't tell us when Arena was released. They didn't give a firm date on when it was going to be uh, taken away again. And it happens that we scheduled a tournament for after uh, Arena is going away. So we're going to cancel it and try and do something in the near future. And it won't be another year for another tournament. We're going to try and do something in the next few months. But it won't be Arena. So um, sorry about that for anyone that signed up. But, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, this has been episode 833 of the Training Force podcast. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to our product and being a member of the Trinity Force Network community. If you have a moment, please head over to iTunes and give your favorite show a comment and a rating. If you're so inclined, you can check out all of the other great shows in the network. We've got a wide variety of content from League of Legends to general gaming and role-playing podcasts. If you'd like to follow us on social media, we can be found on Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit under T-Force Network. We've also got a Patreon under that name where you can support your favorite shows with a small donation each month. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you continue to enjoy all of the podcasts, videos, and the community that we provided. provided.